the Theater Communications Group is the professional organization for professional theaters in America. And they publish American Theater Magazine. And honestly, that's all I know about Theater Communications Group. But fortunately, I'm here sitting with today, Kate LaPuma. Um, who can tell us everything we need to know about the Theater Communications Group. Yes, well, um, we like to call it TCG because it's so much easier than Theater Communications Group. Um, Noted. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 643, Theater Communications Group. The Theater Communications Group exists to strengthen, nurture, and promote professional theater in the U.S. and globally. And Catherine LaPuma is the chair of TCG's board of directors. Kate is also the executive director of the Writers Theater in Chicago. So we met in the Writers Theater offices to talk about her work for TCG, how she ended up in Chicago theater, and how lessons learned locally can be shared nationally and vice versa. So I'm, I just became actually the chair of the board this past year. I've been on the board for six years. Obviously been going um, as a member theater and an individual to conferences and participating in events with them for over 20 some years now, which I hate to say out loud, but that's the truth. Um, well, and, and you say as a member, um, but because you've been affiliated, right? Currently you are the executive director of the Writers Theater Correct. here in Glencoe, Correct. Illinois, just outside of Chicago, but you've been with other theaters prior Correct. to that. And, and interestingly, this is my, this, I think in the next two days is my 12th year at the theater. So it's my anniversary, which I asked Michael for a gift, but we don't know what 12 year anniversary gifts are. So we're trying to figure that out, but burlap, maybe something like that he said I hope he said shoes it'd be really nice to get a nice Ooh. pair of new 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 shoes he um, he knows how to pick he knows kicks how to pick shoes that's exactly yes. right um, but uh, yeah so I before I was here I was uh, almost 10 years uh, as executive director of signature theater uh, oh company God. in New York City sure. and then started my career at the Goodman Theater here so um, I always I always remind Rock Schulfer that he was my first boss he and Steve Scott were my sort of first two early mentors in this business well that's so cool I mean I moved here because Chicago has a great theater community and you were born here, grew up yeah, here, right? Yeah, I grew up in the West Suburbs and from a very early age, which is why I always preach, uh, you know, arts and education, arts and education. I mean, that's where I was exposed, very young, going to see plays and um, to the symphony and, um, you know, not just through my schools, but obviously through my family and, and just loved it and, and realized what a rich community this is for for theater, I mean, uh, when I was in New York, um, I think there was about 450 theaters that were part of their sort of uh, service organization, which is Art New York, and I've been affiliated with the League of Chicago Theaters here. I was their chairperson of the board for two years. I know, I'm the girl who can't say no, but <laughs> but I loved it, I loved it, and I believe strongly in that organization, and, and we're the service organization for about 250 theaters here in Chicago. So it's a really sort of rich, diverse, um, everything from the smallest storefront to the largest regional theaters exist all within right. 
you know, a small radius of each other. So it's pretty incredible. Well, and I, I, I always, I like to think that Chicago theater community is so supportive of, of each other and all the organizations with here. Um, and I like, hope to think that, that that behavior is modeled on a national level, that at TCG, everybody's as supportive of every other organization as, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's I, this is what I love about TCG. It sort of uh, unites us all in sort of one place and, and one common goal, which is to be a better, um, I think the logo we say, or you know, the tag phrase we say for TCG is uh, a better uh, theater, a uh, better country because of theater, and a better theater, a better country for theater. So, yeah. um, it, you know, we're all sort of working together to support artists, to um, make sure that our theaters are healthy and viable, um, and that we continue to contribute to you know the culture of this country through the arts that are on our stages. So, you know, we do that through, as you talked about, American theater. Um, we also have americantheaternow.org, so, yeah. you know, the magazine is great, but, you know, when you want sort of breaking news, um, we just sort of started doing that a couple of years ago. We have the National Conference, which this year is in Miami, which is going to be fun. <laughs> we had it here in Chicago about 10 years ago, which was great, but, you know, about seven, 800 people get together yeah. um, and talk about everything from, you know, sort of issues and, and, you know, again, the art, but it's really also about those lovely people that you admire um, that, you know, you've never been in a room with to be able to sit across from some of your mentors and heroes and say, my God, you had such an impact on my life. Um, and that happens, which is Pretty, pretty special and incredible. It is. I, I've been to a handful of yeah, TCG conferences, yeah. and they're and, and they're phenomenal. And and they're both they're both amazing because you meet these artists. And you go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then, but I the first one I went to was eighty eight, mm -hmm. to just to show how old I am. Mm -hmm. um, and and I find that some of the uh, panel discussions are the same ones that were yeah. happening thirty yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, what so what are the organizations that make up TCG? What kind of are they? All professional? Are they semi pro? Are they yeah. large? Are they small? Yeah, so there's 500 member theaters, right? And they do, uh, they're everything from the Guthrie, which is, you know, the largest, still the largest theater in the country, to um, our small theaters that are just, you know, um, trying to go equity. And, yeah. and then there's individual artists. So it's sort of a little right. bit of everything in between, which is, I think, what makes the conference. And we have a fall forum. And um, some of the money that we, out of TCG, sort of try to give back to the community is all about investing back into the community so for example we have a young leaders of color program where we're um, bringing young folks who want to break into theater and making sure that um, you know the look and feel of our theaters are starting to change because we have much more diversity within yeah. our institutions in leadership positions and that we really have seen a big change in the last couple of years with that and that's a program that TCG invests in certainly we we have programs uh, for equity diversity and inclusion and of and we publish plays I yeah. mean we also you know um, and art search which is uh, a publication which used to be oh god I just dated myself it used to be a publication you had to like get in the mail it's still a publication it, it's just it, it, published it, online it, it's very true that yeah. you know uh, talks about positions and opportunities available across the country. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that fall under, un, under that umbrella.
And um, I mean, aside from um, helping each other, <laughs> helping each other out, and sending emails to like, oh, I'm sure big theater, you've experienced this. How can you help us, a small theater? Um, you must have a presence in Washington D.C. as well, we do. We do. advocating on a national level. Yeah, and actually, thank you for bringing that up because it's one thing I think that TCG does really well. And in fact, Arts Day just happened right. in Washington, and uh, TCG, along with the, you know the alliance here in in in, um, in Illinois, sent you know I would say delegates, I guess they're called, sure. make it fancy, um, <laughs> down to Washington to really talk about um, not just the importance of things like the NEA, which we can all talk about, but things that maybe we not, may not be aware of, like frequencies, like our microwave, our microphones, um, you know, we have to fight, we buy, spend a lot of money for equipments for wireless mics, and then we don't have control over what channels they're on, and they change them on us, and so we oh, have to say geez. to our federal government, hey, you know, can you kind of make sure you have some dedicated space for us because yeah. we can't afford to keep buying new equipment when you move things around on us. So um, those are things that, that we do behind the scenes that you may not even be aware of. Uh, and unless you were a sound person, how would you know yeah, that? And yeah, I'm sure yeah. I said that completely wrong, but oh. it sounded intelligent. <laughs> it sounded really I smart. So I try, to, I try to make it up as I go along. You know, but that's, that's a legit concern that we have. Sure so. it is. Um, how do you... There's then the, there's advocating for theater, and then there's just the just the sheer marketing of theater itself, mm -hmm. the 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 espouse uh, um, uh, preaching the value of theater in, for all of the arts. Yeah. I mean, it always strikes me that theater is you must do, TCG must do economic studies about sure. the about the the cost benefit sure. the sure. what you get what you invest something in theater. Here's what you get out of that. Is that stuff that you have at your fingertips that you're able to spout off? Yeah. I mean, we do things like, you know, um, everything from like, so this is much more internal, but we do things like salary survey surveys and we do a fiscal survey every year so that it, as uh, institutions, we can look at trends. Um, we can look at where people are investing their money, how they're investing their money in theaters, how subscriptions are going, what are the trends that are happening in subscriptions, right. things that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, that was what you aspired to. And we're seeing there's a different trend as people start engaging with things like Netflix and, yeah. you know, just what's happening in the world, if that's affecting their behaviors, their buying behaviors, how they're engaging with entertainment, yeah. um, so that we can be much more proactive as institutions and in looking at how that's going to impact our futures, right? Do we yeah. need to make changes internally? Um, you know, should we really be looking at single ticket sales? How does that affect our marketing band, right, mm -hmm. and our marketing dollars? Um, so that research is all really helpful and impactful uh, to our to our organizations, but then we do talk about sort of on a um, sort of a, a more internal way, really of saying you know uh, the arts really have they're a fundamental essential component of life of our healthy lives and our souls and quite honestly our education our economy right how we deal with each other socially how we communicate with each other um, you know the, how we have a, a shared experience together um, and I think sadly right now that's missing a lot I, I, I sort of feel like um, the idea of going into a, a space right now in the dark and having it be quiet and focusing on something on a stage for two or three hours is, is, um, is hard for some people right now. But I sort of feel like that's where communication is happening. That's where ideas are being shared and challenged. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how I got off on that. When we, <laughs> when we were talking about the economy, but yeah. I, uh, 
But I, I just think it's important. I think that's what TCG and, and quite honestly, things like the League of, of Chicago Theaters yeah. tries to do. Yeah, every, we everybody's so keyed into social media now, think, yeah. thinking that that's actually social when in fact it's not. It's isolating. You're sitting on your phone or your computer or whatever, pretending you're in a community, whereas in the theater, you actually are literally mm -hmm. going into a space with other people creating a yeah. new community every night. And we understand that there's value in it, yeah. but we need to keep pushing people towards that. Yeah, and I actually say to people all the time when they come to a show, I mean, you know, when you see a show like Ma Rainey, I said, you got to come see it twice. Yeah. And, and it's because, as we know, everything that happens on stage every single night is unique. But there's another component, which is this audience, right? And so your experience could be very different on how other people around you are experiencing the play or what they're picking up from it. Mm -hmm. And it's totally two different nights, yeah, which really makes is. it so incredibly exciting, right? Yeah. So I always say people come to an early show and then come like towards the end of the run. Yeah. Um, and early shows have a tendency to be much more subscriber sort of based. Okay. And um, which is a different experience than I think when you're coming to the last week, which is a mix of people of subscribers who are coming back and, and single ticket buyers. And um, so they're, they're, they're both incredible times to see it. Hi, I'm Rachel Dratch, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our 2019 tour of the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised continues this week with performances in Appleton, Wisconsin, Lubbock, Texas, Amherst, Massachusetts, Flint, Michigan, River Forest, and Effingham, Illinois, Meridian, Mississippi, Mississippi and a week at the Virginia Arts Festival in Norfolk, Virginia. And I need to offer an apology to the good people of Meridian, Kansas, because apparently there is no Meridian, Kansas, because we're performing at the Riley Center at Mississippi State University on May 30th in Meridian, Mississippi. So I'd like to apologize to the good people of Meridian, Mississippi, and wonder why no eagle-eyed, um, or I guess bat-eared listener noticed that I'd been saying Meridian, Kansas for months and months and months because I made a typo and there is apparently no Meridian, Kansas. In any event, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with the chair of the board of directors of the Theater Communications Group, Catherine LaPuma. I want to get back to you in a second, but could you tell me more, a little bit more about the history of TCG? Yeah, it's funny. We were just talking about this at a board meeting, and it, it really, it's funny how times have changed, because initially, there used to be this regional theater movement, right, where there was like these 20 large, 20, 30 large theater companies, and the only way to really get together was to have this unifying organization that then, at the time, brought them together in a conference, right, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, where they could see each other, and they had to get on a plane. Yeah. You had to yeah. get on a plane and get together into a room. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, obviously it's grown significantly in the amount of theaters that have grown significantly. Um, and you can actually pick up the phone and talk to people and you can text and you can, and so that component has changed. But initially that's really where it was starting about this movement that was happening where theater, large theater companies were spreading across the country. So, um, 
Yeah. Well, and now you can do it online through video conferencing or whatever. And I guess we in the theater have to remind ourselves, no, wait, there is value in meeting in Miami or oh, Dallas or Chicago. We need to leave our office, get out of our comfort zone and get in a room with our fellow artists. I was at the last conference. It's an interesting story. There's a gentleman um, who I just met for the first time that every time we go to a conference, he um, buys tickets to the baseball game for that commute for, for wherever we are whatever city it is and right. we were in st louis this last time and oh, they right. happened to be playing the cubs oh boy so i'm like well of course i'm gonna go sure. but here i'm at a, at a cubs uh st louis cardinals game mm. with 30 theater people of which i didn't know 20 and i'm actually making theater connections at a baseball game right right with people i'd never would have been in the room with great in any other circumstance it was fantastic um, so let's get back to you. You're from Chicago. You're a Cubs fan. When yes. did you? How did you become uh, an administrator, an executive director? Did you? Are you a failed actor? Or no, did, you, did you always no. go? No. You know what? I really want to do is spreadsheets. Yes. Oh, everyone wants to do spreadsheets. Actually, it's an interesting story. So I went to uh, school at the George Washington University in D.C. and I was a radio and television broadcasting major. Came back to Chicago graduated on like let's say a, a Friday and then on Monday I'm like well of course I'm gonna get hired by the network here and I'm just gonna be the new Katie Kirk and you know um, but I always my minor was in theater and I loved theater but I didn't understand how you could possibly have a career in the arts if you weren't an actor it just never registered with me uh. and I took an internship at the Goodman um, on the weekend I mean like during the week and on the weekends I worked at a, at a um, a retail store and um, wind up staying six years and I will never forget I got hired to work in development it was the only job that was available at the time and I applied for the job and I literally called a friend of mine I said what is development I had no idea what that <laughs> word meant you know I now know it's fundraising right, right. but um, so I got hired um, to work with people like Rachel Kraft who's become oh, a dear friend sure. of mine and um, uh, Jeff Charmita, who's still there. I mean, I have friends who are still at the Goodman. Um, and I stayed for six years. Um, so that's how I got started. And it, I just happened to go to New York for a weekend to visit with a friend of mine who said, you know, this theater's looking for somebody. Why don't you go talk to this person? I'm like, sure, I'll go talk to them. And then, like, I'm simplifying this, but no, like right, a yeah. week later, like, they called me and said, hey, do you want to move to New York and take this position? And, and that was with Signature and, Theater. And that was with Signature Theater Company, yeah. which was you know run and founded by the the late and one of my dearest friends Jim Houghton who passed away a few years ago who's left such a hole in my heart he was just um, such a generous incredible leader and um, artist and really for me taught me the kind of uh, leader I wanted to be for an organization and and that to me is just to never forget that this is um, theater is just made up of people really you have to really value and appreciate the lifelong commitment that these people are making at every level at every position um, and um, just remind them every single day that they're they're special and appreciated and I try to do that it's hard sometimes right yeah. but um, but I mean it I'm so incredibly grateful for especially what we went through here at Writers, right? We spent 10 years together building a theater. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, during that time, the highs and lows, and we just, they're, they're my family, they're amazing. 
Well, and I imagine and 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 um, um, a parental figure to yeah. to well, organizations. Well, I remind myself every. I will never forget when I started at the Goodman. Someone reminded me I was the youngest person who was working there, and now I remind myself I'm the oldest, one of the oldest people working at Writers Theater. It just it kills me, but it's true. It's true. It's been 27 years that I've been doing this. I know. I hate. God, you make me that. feel no, like a I great grandfather. Then, oh my gosh! But and I've loved every. I've loved every minute of it. And do you find? And and is there? I know you represent a national organization in TCG. But are there lessons from the Chicago, the world of Chicago theater, that are useful on a national level? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons why the Chicago community, in my opinion, is so unique, and I will st I'll take a step back to say I will never forget when I was coming, when it was announced I was leaving New York to come back to Chicago, every single person that I had n known from my Goodman days either emailed me or reached out to say, welcome back to Chicago. And to me, that defines the Chicago theater community. Um, I had been gone for 10 years, and I just had this sort of position at the Goodman, but I just made all these friends and colleagues, and they all welcomed me back. And um, that, I think, defines this tremendous community. And I also will say the, um, the patrons who come and experience Chicago theater are unique in that they don't care if you are a 20-seat theater, yeah. in, the, or in our case, the 50-seat theater in the back of a bookstore in Glencoe, yeah. or if you're on one of the, you know, the biggest theater on the pier. Um, they like great theater, and they will experience it, and they will appreciate it, and they will support it. And um, I think that makes us really special. And do you, do you see that sort of um, environment uh, in, in other places around the country? You know, it's funny. Besides probably Chicago and New York, maybe Boston and L.A., I mean, it, it, what has amazed me about being on TCG is when I hear about ma what I consider to be major cities and there's not 250 theaters. Yeah. I mean, I think we forget we have so many yeah, that's here. Really, yeah. Right? Um, so, I, you know, certainly the sense of community, I'm sure, is true in all of them. But... Um, but you're right, it's bigger in Chicago because yeah, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, certainly L.A. has other competing things with, yeah. with film and stuff, although it's kind of fun to see Chicago get all this additional work yeah. um, for especially our actors in, in some of the television shows and whatnot. That's been yeah. amazing to see. And so have you made uh, outlandish promises uh, as, as, as part of your leadership um, gambit? What do you say to all the members at TCG? Well, what I'm actually trying to do with TCG in particular is a little bit what you talked about earlier about uh, research and analysis. I really feel like we're we're at a place where I think people's interaction with, and I hate saying the word entertainment, but let's say the arts in particular, could be shifting. I think there's a lot of competing factors out there. I think we as administrators are doing a lot of guessing about what people want and when they want it and how they want it. And I would love for us to take a step back and start actually asking those questions yeah. um, of our donors and our patrons and even our artists to say, you know, exactly that, like what out, what's out there for you, what's important for you, and what can we be doing as institutions that will keep you engaged in our work? Because um, I do feel that there's a little bit of a shift in audiences that are, that's happening, and so I want to get out ahead of that. So um, that's sort of what I'm trying to put my focus, the organization. 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your close-knit theater community via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to Really Bored Chair Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band, our random fan shout-out this week goes to Philip Krennis. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Rachel Dratch from Saturday Night Live. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Tishner, 643 1929ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, good luck and Godspeed, and thank you for spending some of your time with me, even though you are wildly drunk with power. I love it. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.